The Grappling Hour is brought to you by Ludagear, athletic support items created by grapplers for grapplers. Fire Grub Meal Prep. Meal Prep. Done right. The Grappling Hour is brought to you by Ludagear, athletic support items created by grapplers for grapplers. Fire Grub Meal Prep. Meal Prep. Done right. I hope you guys are having a very enjoyable Wednesday. This is this is kind of afternoon. For some of you, this might be evening. Either way, no difference. I'm very, very excited about today. It's been a while since I've talked to this gentleman, and last I did talk to him, uh, I was under the impression he was done fighting. However, I'm also not opposed to hearing people say that they got godfathered back in, so I figured the best way to really get to the bottom of this is to invite our friend who is fighting... Next weekend, over in Los Angeles, at the Great Western Forum, or just known as the Forum now, our good friend, Thor Skanky. Thor, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Now, you are wearing um, 
I mean, you're kind of a mix between dude love and a spiritual shaman. Am I am I right on this? Um, if you're talking about my uh, ceremonial garb that I have on right now, yes. Um, I heard you earlier talking about you thought I was out of the game, mm. and I, right. But um, the healing power of crystal has brought me back. <laughs> is that what it is? So uh, this is my Himalayan um, dashiki. Okay. And uh, you always got to have money on your mind. Okay, that's good. With the healing power of crystals, all things are possible. Okay? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, play, praise be to the universe. Good. I'm glad that's where we're at because you also have a little bit of a vibe of a dude love right now. So I just keep wondering, you know, where does this wardrobe come from? You know, it's just, uh, it makes a lot of sense, man. You know, you, you got to go ahead and just, uh, when you go out into the world, right, you mm. put on a form that fits your, your your needs. You know what I mean? Like some people put on a tie because they're in that world. You know, I'm sure. in this realm, right? This is all, this all makes sense. This is, uh, this is eco-friendly, mm -hmm. right? This is crystal. This, this right here balances my chakras, right? You know, I got a, uh, you know, this, this reminds me where I came from and I am still an animal, right? I got, you know, I got these, uh, these are blue, blue light refracting glasses. I, keep, I cannot look at blue light. This whole, this whole camp, I've been hundred percent blue light free. I do not look at blue lights. Blue lights drain your energy. Everybody knows this. You can go ahead and you, and you study any of the top scientists. They'll tell you to stay away from blue light. So we've been no blue light. Um, I've been eating a lot of Himalayan salt, uh, Himalayan salt diet. Uh, look it up, look Himalayan salt diet. You want to get at least five ounces of coconut oil in your diet every single day. Five ounces of coconut oil. And um, it's completely re revitalized me. Like Tito Ortiz said, I'm uh, bigger, stronger, faster, and younger than I was <laughs> before I started fighting. And, um that all praise be to the universe, Himalayan salt, uh, coconut oils, and you just got to refract the blue light away from you, 100%. No blue light. I also feel like we should give some credit to Robert De Niro. Well, we're going to get to that because look at that beautiful poster right there and look at you. You know, I like your hair on that one. It's very – you're letting it grow out a little bit, which is good for you. But those, those glasses are also reminiscent of Casino Robert De Niro a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. Big Rob, you know, he's a he's a big um, inspiration in my life. Oh my god! Uh, and you know, he just uh, he's definitely a, a shining point of light. Do you have all my references on there? Pretty much. Damn, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna just <laughs> I definitely a hammer. That's easier to uh, have had. I didn't know you had De Niro on your. Uh... Yeah, dude, that's badass, man. Are you talking to me? Wow. That's a, these are great conversation starters. When you're looking into getting a tattoo, what is most prevalent as a question of, hey, yeah, this is something I'm looking for, or what are you looking for when you're about to go uh, get a little more ink on yourself? Well, praise be to the universe. You know, all my, um, all my tattoos are free. I have a lot of uh, – most of my sponsors are actually tattoo parlors, you know. So uh, I know a lot of people that do tattoos in the tattoo industry – also, my tattoos are free, and it's kind of like what they're down to do on me. And as far as does it fit the, 
the shape of my arm, right? You know, so it's like, like, where is there space? Is it going to fit? You know, um, as far as do I really put a lot of thought in what I'm putting on my body permanently? The answer is no. I just, you know, whatever makes me look more badass. And it's definitely about looking badass, you know. And when people say, oh, dude, you know, that's on you for life. Like, yeah, you know, so what? Right. I mean, if you're going to get people change, man, you know, like we all decay. We're all slowly decaying. We're all going to turn into nothing but mush one day, man. You know, might as well just live it up. That's fair. Uh, Ken O'Brien recently gave uh, an interview where he's like, nobody visits Calvin Coolidge's grave. So what does it all mean? It means nothing. And I was like, well, that's an interesting way of putting it. So uh, Calvin Coolidge, uh, Calvin Coolidge was an important historical figure in our history, sir. To your president? Mm-hmm. president. Come here. Okay. Um, now, the guy, I'm pretty just got done pissing somewhere in the uh, in the house. Well, tell me about this beautiful little puppy. What is this puppy's name? This guy is an enigma. Um, his name is Oso, which is translated to bear uh, in Espanol. Um, the thing about this guy is a foster family in Mexico found him and then they shipped him over here. And I don't know how that's possible, but that's what the uh, the uh, foster home rescue told me. Mm-hmm. So basically, I have a refugee chilling here. And, um, you know, we've got, it, we've got him as shots. Still waiting on a couple more shots. I can't really take him outside. So I try to play with him inside. That is the one of the hardest parts. Uh, my wife just texted me. She actually took our puppy to daycare for a while. Our puppy was feeling sick, so she hasn't been able to play. And uh, my wife was like, "Oh, she looked like she was a social outcast out there. We've we failed as parents." And I was like, "Babe, she just got over being sick. Like, I don't think it's time for them to report us to like parent services for puppies right now." Yeah, this guy has like sniffles and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, everyone knows I'm a cat. I'm a cat guy, you know, my cats are definitely uh, a big part of my life, and um, he's kind of terrorizing my cats right now, so I don't know what to do, but, you know, hopefully they get it together, and they live in harmony. I've been feeding him some Himalayan salt, and um, I think, you know, if I balance his chakras properly, uh-huh. okay. he'll terrorizing my cats. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad that you're finding a, a realistic and... Uh, common solution to fixing them up. Here's a question though, Thor. Why are you back? Because I did the thing. I watched you say you weren't going to fight anymore. And then I saw the Bellator thing happen and I saw the poster go up. So what happened? Why are you coming back to fight? You know, I don't think fighters really ever truly retire, you know, and um, I won my last fight. I know I still had some fight in me, and it wasn't that I was – I felt like I was just in the same circle, just doing the same thing, constantly doing the same thing. I wasn't wasn't advancing it uh, quite the way I wanted to, and it's hard on the body, you know, to be honest with you, man. Like uh, there isn't a whole lot of money, especially on the local scene. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you take your, your licks. Um, luckily, you know, everybody I've dealt with on the local have been wonderful people. You know, I, I, I can't – I have the best promoters in the world and the best fan base as a local fighter. 
you know. So I mean, I've been blessed in that respect, but at the, at the same time, I'm like, you know, I had to take back, uh, take a step back and look and be like, you know, I've been doing this for ten years, and um, you know, it's either time to advance or step away. And I decided, you know, after careful consideration, to step away. And then I got an opportunity to fight at the forum. Now, I think, like, the only real regret I have in my career is that I never fought at, like, a really big venue. You know what I'm saying? So hold on one second. Yeah, no problem. Everybody, I uh, just wanted to keep you updated as to what's going on. Our good friend right here, he's doing the hard sell. You may not be able to see this right this second, but he is actually selling tickets to his next fight, which is going to be January 26th over at the Forum our good friend Thor will be fighting on a card that will have the end of the Grand Prix. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching that, but it's been fairly exciting. Between Ryan Bader and Fedor. Also on that card, it was supposed to be Rafael Lovato Jr. Unfortunately, that was supposed to be Lovato versus Gegard Musasi. Musasi put it out because of that. But don't fret. There are plenty of other reasons to watch this fight live. Of course, Thor is going to be there. AJ Agazarm will make his debut at Bellator 214, and there are a host of other local fighters who are going to be on there as well. So I highly encourage you, even if you, uh, you know, you're in L.A., you want to buy some tickets, you want to come over, find Thor, get him uh, some support because he has been a huge, huge presence here on the SoCal local scene, helping out people, coaching, doing all the good stuffs. And right now, uh, even though you guys can't see it, I'll let you know that he is cleaning up as well after his puppy because it appears that the puppy might have used the restroom on the tile floor. That's kind of unfortunate. So Thor will be returning to us uh, with uh, Chakra, Poncho in hand in three, two. Welcome back, Thor. So, yeah, man, you know, it's just like I felt like I was kind of going in circles and, um, you know, a big a big regret. I mean, not a big regret. You know, we, we don't really have time for regrets. But one thing I would have liked to do is fight for Bellator or UFC. Um, I, had a, I had a pretty close opportunity to fight for UFC once um, back in the day, like one of the first episode, uh, seasons of The Ultimate Fighter. They actually um, uh, I made it, you know, pretty much. And then I hurt my back really bad and I needed surgery, so I couldn't do that. And um, now I have this opportunity to fight for Bellator 10 years later, you know, I'm pretty low battery. Uh, I got this opportunity to fight for Bellator like 10 years later. And, uh, you know, I'd be damned if I don't take it. And then, you know, on top of that, um, I have a, a, a kind of an alternate uh, agenda, a secret agenda. Um, I want to be best friends with Fedor. So Fedor is going to be there, I heard. And um, I think it's, it's pretty likely that after this fight, you're going to see me and Fedor hooking, uh, hanging out a lot. We're going to be hanging out a lot. Hooking up and hanging out. Two very different things. Gonna, would would I mean, you hook I, up I, with I, him I, as well? Like, hook up, like, hey, let's hook up and, you know, like, let's hook up and grab some coffee. Let's hook sure, up sure. and get a training session in. You know, let's go. I want to ride me and him on the horses, shirtless. Yep. Putin on the side. We're galloping through the waters, you know, <laughs> just... Doing man stuff, man, you know? Just uh, me, Fedor. I think um, I'm pretty sure Steven Seagal will be there. Absolutely. And uh, <clears throat> it's just how I want to live my life, man. And I have this opportunity to do it, and I'm going to do it. I just had a moment when you said hook up, and I just thought, if you did hook up with Fedor, 
and you're like trying to play it down, but we saw you walk out the next morning during a walk of shame wearing the glorious sweater of Ultimate Victory. I'd you be like, whoa, dude, worth it. Huh. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, you know, you know, like girls always like to take your uh, your hoodie from you mm-hmm. or what? I took hoodie. That'd be amazing. Just something to consider when you guys become besties. Do you have an opening line for Fedora? Do you have something like, hey, bro? Like, pizza? No, it's, more, it's not a line. It's more like a look and a. Oh. You know, it's like, I just, it's the way I present my hand. Right, 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 right. You want them to take it. Strong, masculine, but like comforting way of like, I'm here to be your best friend. You know, like, we're not, like, I want to skip all the formalities of like, Small talk and getting to know each other. I want to go straight to best friends. The hand comes out. He he takes my hand and it's just we know right there. You know, it's two warriors embrace in a completely platonic, you know, hetero way. But we're like, yes, let's go ahead and let's let's let's, let's form this bond. You know, let's unite and let's take the world over, man. Each one of those gestures keeps getting less and less. Uh, like I'm believing you. Uh, in terms of it being platonic. We have a couple questions here. Uh, Christopher James Velez says, what is he wearing and how do I get one? So I actually got this from Thailand. I went to train in the, uh, the jungles of Thailand for a few weeks and I went to an elephant rescue and they actually just gave me one for, for cleaning up after the elephants. So that was my, uh, you know, I went all the way to Thailand and all I got was this darn. Sure, sure. Oh, the cheeky. Good question. Absolutely. He is, he is one of our, our regulars over here. So would you say, though, because I know how hard you train, and I, I've trained with you a little bit. I also know the impact of fighting on the local scene for a number of the guys who are fighting out here, and it's grueling, man. So did the time off give you new perspective? Was that it? Did you get to live a little bit of life? Because obviously I know you were joking here, but you were traveling, and you did go train in other places. Did that help to give you a little bit of distance, though? Well, here's the thing, man. You know, uh, this time off, um, when I when I have a fight coming up, I can't. I'm not good at multitasking. You know, any of my uh, my girlfriend will tell you. Anybody you know in my in my life will tell you. It's just fighting is everything. You know, I'm just too exhausted to really focus on anything else, and I have pretty bad ADHD anyway. So this time off, I went and I started a business. Um, Rocksteady Chatsworth. I, I work with people with Parkinson's disease, so I started a. a uh, business working with people with Parkinson's, teaching them how to box for, for therapy. Uh, I went in, I, I, I bought a townhouse over here in the beautiful city of Winnetka. You know, I did a lot of things that, you know, I wouldn't have done if I was just completely focused on uh, on fighting, you know. And um, so the time off was good. But, you know, when I got this opportunity to go back into it, right, it's just I couldn't say no to that, man. And, um, you know, Bellator, Forum, you know, Fedor, right? Yeah. I'm going to take a leap of faith here and say you you seem to be indicating a great love for Fedor. Do you think that he beats Ryan Bader? Absolutely never been more sure of anything in my whole entire life. I feel you, silly asking this, but why? Well, here's the thing is um, Fedor is a living god. I mean, we all know this. Um, and if you we see the way that he completely dismantled everybody on the way up, to his rise. I mean, it's just, it's meant to be. And also, isn't Bader like an 85er? I don't, I mean, it's about a 205. He's up to heavyweight. I mean, look, I like Bader. You know, ever since he changed his name to the master from, 
whatever Darth. I mean, that was stupid. But the Master, that's a great nickname. Um, when he changed his name, I, you know, look, if there could be two first places, I'd like that. Cause I think he's a great uh, competitor, and I'm also a fan of the of the Master. But I think Fedor is. I mean, he's the last emperor, dude. You know, I'm the new emperor. He's the last one. Is that next, when you're when you I'm the next emperor? Sorry, the next emperor. There we go. I was gonna say, are you the next to last emperor, or or does like when you extend your hand, you're like, hey, Fedor, I will take the title from you, and I will carry this well. Once he decides to put the crown down, and you know, I'll come pick. But yeah, like decide and be ready, and no one's pressuring him. You know, he's Fedor. Do you think though? Because this is the thing I wonder. I, I legitimately have some sort of curiosity in, do you see him retiring if he wins? Oh, it's a good question. Um, you know, we're going to, uh, we're going to hit the drawing board after he wins. Okay. We're get talk and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get back to you on that. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure where his mind state is right now. Um, I don't see why he would, you know, I don't see why he would. I really hope that you just crash the open workouts and that you just show up and you're like, Hey, what's up guys? Yeah. Oh, I brought some pads too. I got you, Fedor. Come on, buddy. Let's just yeah. get this right now. You know, it's it's a little insulting that um that they haven't invited me to do all that stuff yet. You know, just the people in Bellator, like you know, or Skanky, right? You know, I, I, like I, I think um, I think you know we all know like yeah, Fedor is the money fight. You know, and then we got Aaron Pico, we got Juan Archuleta, right? But yeah. you have Thor Skanky. Just, just there, you know. I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, we know we know who the people want to see. We're, we're the, the 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 murmurs, right? The the legend is back, you know. Yeah. Got back, like I'm back. I'm gonna be on the card. You can, you know. You haven't bought your tickets yet. What do you, you know? I got them. Come, see, people are coming all day, all day. I'm just shooting them out. Boom, boom, boom. Pushing them, pushing. Them. I got I got like a few left. I gotta go re up, get some more, man. You know we're. The business. That's pretty impressive, dude. I like the fact that you can multitask to actually do an interview and also sell some tickets. That's a kind of commitment that you don't see on other shows. Yeah, man. Um, you got to do what you got to do in this game, man. Got to get money from wherever you can. You know, it's 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 not there's not a lot out there, man. There's definitely not a lot out there. So you got the note to come back. When did you get that note? Because I feel like time has flown by pretty quickly, but. Was that back in like November or were discussions happening even sooner than that? Yeah, it was like uh, over. But you know what? So I had, I had I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call out homeboy that told me about it first. But realistically, the dude's like, yeah, man, uh, was it December 1st at the Staples Center? You know, and I'm like, what? I'm like, Staples Center. I'm like, yeah, I'm down, you know, like fuck Staples Center. And then, and then he was like, December 1st. And then it was like, like after weeks, I had homies tell me like, "Hey, but they're also coming here for Fedor, and uh, and you know on the 26th for um the, the forum." And I'm like, "Nah, mine's at the Staples Center. I don't think so." You know. And then <laughs> and I talked to him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, my bad." <laughs> so you know, I I was I was in the the mind state that I was going to come back and fight since October. Mm. So it's been a pretty long training camp, honestly. Here's what I also was happy about, which is, you know, uh, I know you from training jiu-jitsu. And 
one of the things that's hard, I think, for fighters to do is to find the time to actually have fun training jiu-jitsu. Mm. You know, your modus operandus is always like, listen, I need jiu-jitsu as means to an end. I need to be able to knock somebody out. I need to be able, if I can submit them, that's great. But I need to use it in part of a whole package. So whenever you would come in, it would be like, hey, I'm focusing on jiu-jitsu right now. But then I saw you training more jiu-jitsu after, uh, you know, you had called it a day. And you were able to, were you able to like enjoy it then? Were you able to go back and do it more recreationally? Yeah, you know, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for a long time, man. You know, I'm a purple belt uh, with the gi, no gi. I mean, I, I got years in this, you know, and um, I love jiu-jitsu. I study just as much jiu-jitsu as I do striking, but just for some reason, you know, I kind of suck at jiu-jitsu compared to <laughs> my ability to knock people out. You know, my ability to do damage standing up is um, it's just that's the way God made me, you know. Um, but I love jiu-jitsu, you know. It's really fun for me to go out there and train. Um, it's, but the thing, my opinion, my, my uh, opinion of jiu-jitsu is you got to know. So, for example, like this fight, right? You know, I've been training my jiu-jitsu, but if I go out there and I play too much, you know, half guard, sure. half passive stuff on my back and get to jujitsu, you know, I'm going to smoke the heifer and go surfing and then, you know, like around on the beach and eat my acai berries, you know, then I'm going to have like a really passive game, you know, but like, so I've been spending a lot of time for this fight, getting close to the fight in the wrestling room, um, you know, uh, staying on top with a really like, you know, grinding mentality, you know, my striking is, you know, always aggressive coming forward, like, you know, get on top. So, my jiu-jitsu game is a little bit changed as it gets closer and closer to the fight, you know, but realistically, I, I, I don't think that I have a hobby that I, I enjoy more than just coming and, and rolling with my boys, you know, playing a real passive, fun, you know, playful game, but I don't know if I answered the question. No, you do. And I mean, I, I just, <laughs> I just always wish this, which is, you know, when you are somebody who enjoys all aspects of martial arts, it's hard when you get asked to single out one and say, hey, tell me what you think about jiu-jitsu. And you would, you would speak passionately and, and you would enjoy it. I just felt bad that I was like, hey, man, these guys are doing this tournament or they're doing this. And you would just be like, that's dope. I would love to go to it. Or I love this. So when I finally saw you going over and training with uh, Homolo for a little while and his crew out there, I oh, said, yeah. you know what? It's so nice that you don't have a fight to worry about at that time. Because the level of training you're going to get there is going to be amazing. Oh, and you can just enjoy that. It's unreal, yeah. So when I have time just to do jiu-jitsu and just focus on jiu-jitsu, I really enjoy it. But I think I'm one of these people that after 10 years of being in, the, in this business, I understand it's like just because a guy has great jiu-jitsu doesn't mean he's going to know how to translate it into MMA. You know, There's a lot of guys that go out there and fight and they're, they're great grapplers. But for whatever reason, they go into MMA and it just – it doesn't work. So you have to know, like, how to use your jiu-jitsu, how to uh, cater it towards, you know, MMA. You know, to me, MMA is really hybrid wrestling. You know? I mean, I started, the first thing I did was wrestling. And, you know, um, I still don't think my wrestling is my best asset, right, or whatever. But the, the wrestling, you have that base dictates where the fight goes and what you utilize, you know. Um, so, you know, uh, jujitsu, 
I love jujitsu. It's definitely a great hobby for me, but you know, I don't feel like it's, um, you have to train it a little bit different than people are doing, you know, when, when, when they go out there and use it towards mixed martial arts, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always tell people, and, and you can probably affirm this, um, to anybody who trains with me, <clears throat> I usually just tell them, I was like, don't do what I'm doing. <laughs> and especially if you're fighting MMA, like my thing doesn't even exist. Like my game does not at all become something I, I ever tell yeah. somebody. Uh, I literally tell people, I'm like, <clears throat> if you see me start to do something, just immediately say, that's Raf's game. And that's yeah. what Raf's does. And I was like, you'll be much happier, I promise you. Yeah, the Raf game is uh, a big no for me, dog. You know? <laughs> I'm, and look, no disrespect, man. You know, like fucking, uh, I love rolling with you. Like you frustrate the shit out of me. You're very hard to tap out, you know. But exactly, you have a game where you're like, you know, I'm gonna be very defensive, and I don't mind staying on my back a lot, you know. And it's like I can't see. That's the thing I'm worried about. Is sometimes I'll go and I get too complacent, and like, and it's fun playing like that. Is fun, and like being defensive is fun, and like all this counter jujitsu is great. But it's like, you know, you get on the mat with someone that's pummeling your face in, dude. It's like, dude, it's, it's a whole different. You know? I, don't, I don't know that I've told this story to people, but I've definitely told it to a couple friends that uh, know both you and me. And when they've gotten equally frustrated with me, I've just been like, well, you know, it's funny. I recall there was one day at the jiu-jitsu club where Thor was just thoroughly like out positioning me. And we went through some buzzers and we went through some bells. And Eric and Joey just give me this look like, are you okay? Because it very much looks like some kid is getting their lunch money stolen from them and they're just watching it. And I was like, yeah, positionally I was not winning at all. But I was also like, well, I'm not, I mean, yeah, I'll go through with this. Let's go through. So by the time you and I end up just calling it because nothing's really happening at this point, I finally get out of a couple positions. I just told somebody, I was like, you gave me this look that was just like, fuck you and everything that you stand for. And I go... I don't know what to tell you, dude. I'm not good, but I know what's happening. Uh, Man, it's like five, you know? <laughs> it really is. I don't know if what was it. That was no gi or gi. That was no gi because if I, when I have my gi, I have a few more tricks. Yeah. Uh, but when I it, it, when it's purely no gi and I've gotten to a bad position, the one thing I hate to tell people but is, is true, like my back, my lower back sucks so bad that like – when someone says the easy way to get out of certain things, I'm always like, you got it. Can't do it. But yeah, yeah. give me a minute. I'm going to figure something out here. And so yeah. conceptually, I know enough to kind of maneuver and do things. But the one thing that I tell people is like the the, the kicker on the joke was you, I, you said something to me. You were like, dude, you were doing this leg attack or you were trying to set up this leg attack. And I was like, yeah. And you go, why didn't you do that? And I just go, oh, well, you fight, dude. I'm not trying to rob your fucking meal ticket you know what i mean and like you go well show me how you would have done it i was like this and you just go fuck you i would have tapped to that and i was like i'm not that good at it and if i do it the wrong way i'm just an idiot that did something stupid to a fighter so it's not you know me rolling with you is like what can i do to help you and if you're able to contain me positionally i think that translates super well to mma yeah well you're you know you're surrounded by a lot of people like that hopefully if you're in the right camps a lot of people that like i can help you level up (laughs) by being a part of my camp, you know, and then you can help me level up. Um, you know, speaking of that, you know, I had a, a really, I have a, I have a great coach, Gabe Rudiger. I have really good training partners, man. I was just up training with um, Juan Archuleta, mm. 
it was crazy, dude. Like they have a, a camp. Uh, Mark Munoz is running it right now. Nice. Dude, like I'm, I jump on the mat. We were at HB Ultimate. And, you know, I'm just kind of warming up, and I see like Aaron Pico. Them, I'm like, oh shit, Aaron Pico. You know, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, Juan's already there. Then TJ Dillashaw walks in. No big deal, right? And then Jake Ellenberger. And like Rampage Jackson comes in, and then like Czech Congo shows up, and then like Cub Swanson's there, and it's like, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm over there, like, like at first I'm stoked, and then I'm like, wait, I gotta spar with these, <laughs> you know, like, and like thank God, like I didn't have to spar with like like all of them, you know, but I was just like, I'm like it was like too much, but um, the community, you know, they they uh, they brought together a really special training camp, man, you know, and like. Truly a champ camp, dude. It was it was That's, unbelievable. That really does sound like a fucking amazing room to to step into. But yeah, there are definite moments where if I get to run it, uh, you know, and I, I bring in some folks to get some good training every once in a while. You'll definitely see me go. All right, guys, I got the clock and go. Y'all do the work. I'm too old. I'm good. Yeah, I wish I could step back and do that in some days, man. You know, like one day. <laughs> you're still good enough to hang in there. So you, you do your thing. Uh, I just always know, I always tell people, I'm like, I guess as you get older, I kind of measure it like this. When you look around and you're like, the average age of everybody training is 22. Yeah. I am not 22. So I have to do the things that make sure that like, I'll be able to walk and do the normal things that are absurd. Yeah. I'll show up to my wrestling room, you know, my wrestling practice and like, I'm over there at, uh, at uh, Cleveland High School, and the kids are like, I'll be like, it is 16 years old, you know what I mean? Or yeah. like, you know, like then there'll be like some dudes from like CSUN and stuff, but you're out there rolling with these kids, and the first thing I'll be like, so uh, who's got MySpace? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't even get the joke, man. It's like crazy, dude. But uh, yeah, uh, nothing like. Uh, like being young, I guess, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know what the nice part is? With some of it comes some wisdom because there are some people who, uh, you know, the the big joke right now has been uh, our, our friend Milton who uh, gets really frustrated and he's just like, I don't understand why I can't do shit to you. And I'm like, just because I'm old and I know what you're doing? You're young and fast and I just got to like swat you around a little bit, but yeah. I just got to keep you from being young and fast. Milton's a beast. I got to train with him on Friday, man. He's a great coach, dude. I'm really proud of Milton, man, because, uh, you know, I started training him when he was a kid, like a, a kid, yeah. kid, still a kid. But, you know, when he, like, was doing karate, then, I, you know, I think I was his first maybe MMA coach. But not just the fighter that he, uh, he turned into, which is an amazing fighter, but the coach, man, you know, I'm over there and I'm like, I was looking around. I'm like, this kid is coaching me right now, you know? And it was just like I had this moment where I was like, holy shit. And he's a good, good coach, man. He's a really good coach. So, yeah, I'll be I'll be back there this Friday, too, to uh, to take that class again, man. Um, yeah, it's uh, super cool. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say this about you, though. The, uh, the me now can kick the shit out of the me 10 years ago. 15 oh, absolutely. Years ago, you know, uh, just a lot... And you got the old man strength, but it's like the old man mental strength, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't get shook as easy, you know. I see everything coming, um, you know, and, and all my uh, my reactions are are they're ingrained in me now, 
You know, I don't have to think as much. I just can go out there and just react and open a can of whoop ass on someone with my reaction. Why don't we move to this? Because this is something I know you're truly passionate about. I saw you go get certified a while back for it, but I've had the opportunity to see this live in action. I think it's pretty dope. Can you tell me a little bit about your work, uh, your charity called Fuck Cancer? Oh, uh, Parkinson's. Or fuck, I'm sorry, fuck Parkinson's. I get all of my ailments mixed up. Uh, fuck Parkinson's, my apologies. You've been very, yeah. very local on the scene, not just helping people, you know, with boxing with that, but also, like, actively showing up at the major, major uh, promotions out here in uh, SoCal and uh, promoting awareness for it. But I want you to talk about it because I think people should really know what this is about. Yeah, um, so, you know... Uh... I got certified with Rocksteady Boxing, which is the preeminent boxing for Parkinson's disease uh, therapy that they, they, I mean, in the, in the whole world, you know, if you, if you type in, you know, Parkinson's and boxing, uh, Rocksteady Boxing pops up. And um, uh, the thing about Rocksteady Boxing is it's, it's not clinic, you know, it's not like going to a clinic or, or having to go and... Um, you know, spend all your time in the doctor's office. Like, you know, people Parkinson's already have to go through that. It's kind of like almost getting back to your normal life and your normal routine and going out and just getting a workout and not having to think about Parkinson's all the time, which is, you know, really uh, important for them. And then on top of that, we help with the balance coordination. And, um, you know, in double blind studies, University of Indiana, actually Indianapolis showed that um, in, in some cases uh, it, it it helps to stop a lot of the symptoms of Parkinson's and in actually in some cases it reverses symptoms of Parkinson's. So, um, you know, it's a good thing. Um, uh, it's a helpful thing for the people. So, you know, I, I started doing this, uh, thing. I started, I started, uh, teaching, uh, people with Parkinson's and then, um, my friend, uh, uh actually JJ Buckner, his, his, uh, his father, Chris, um, they started a program, uh, actually a clothing company called the given project. And he's like, Hey Thor, you know, like you see that you're doing this thing. And their, their goal is they want to like basically help the community with their brand. So, um, every couple months they have this, like this new cause and like, they're like, we want to start with your cause. And so all the proceeds, uh, 20% of all their proceeds from every shirt, everything that they sold came to me, um, and my program. And, uh, but they're like, you know, we, we need to come out with a name for your shirt. Cause my thing is just rock steady boxing chat you know, sure. they're like, we need to come out with a name for the apparel and the cause. And they're like, you know, think of something. I, I couldn't think of anything, dude. And they're just like, you know, and I, you know, I, I like these people are like my family, you know, especially like, you know, I have a small group of people that I train in Chatsworth and I have a really large group of people. I, I train in thousand Oaks, like a hundred people out there, the small group in Chatsworth at my, at my own thing. And, um, they're like, you know, what do you think, you know, like, uh, what do you want to say on the shirt? What do you want to, you know? And all I could think of was, man, fuck Parkinson's, dude. My people struggling with it, you know? And it's like, you know, kind of this mentality where I'm just like, you know, I'd like to punch Parkinson's in the fucking face, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, man, fuck Parkinson's, dude, you know? Like, fuck Parkinson's, fuck, like, watching my, you know, my friends decline and struggle with this shit, you know? And, and I mean, they really inspire me, man, you know? They really inspire me because Parkinson's is a, is a scary disease, you know? And. And, and they fight it like fucking Comanches. So I just, my man, fuck Parkinson's, bro. You know, like that's all I could really think of. And he's like, all right. So they came out with the shirts and it said F and then the cross hammers, you know, uh, two cross hammers for, for uh, the U and the C and then K, you know. 
it was like not really fuck you know but it was like fuck parkinson's big bold letters and i'm like and it's you know, silver and black for the raiders and shit and i was like all right i'm down you know but i didn't really think i'm like you know most of the people that parkinson's are like you know like they're older people and they have like families and they're like respected members of their community they're like, <laughs> people would like they want to walk around with shirts and say shirts and hats and say fuck parkinson's dude so like like it was funny because i have did have some like 65 like 70 year old men you know and ladies walking around which big ass shirts that say fuck parkinson's you know um i guess it was, it was funny but like at the same time i was like yeah if i had to go back and like make some new shirts which i am you know i i, I don't know if i'd throw fuck on the, on well, the maybe front not as large type yeah. font is the the key because uh, here's the nice part about it obviously people know you know that it's coming from a good place of being like you know exhausted and and aggravated that it's a it's something that harms people yeah so that's that's not an uncommon thing to say for most people uh it's just you know most times not everybody's gonna be walking around i once uh there's a guy who uh (laughs) there's a guy who made the shirt it's called offensive rolling right oh well and uh I literally, when I saw it and it said, wish a motherfucker would, and it's for jujitsu, I was like, that shirt's badass. And the guy goes, I'll send you one. And I was like, sure. I wore it for the first time. There's a dinner out in uh, near where the guys are, kind of Chatsworth-ish, the diner out there. And I forget, there's a little bit of older folks that come out that way. Oh, no. I take off my jacket, just totally forgetting where I am. Mm Mm-hmm. This woman comes over to me and she just goes, hi. And I go, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, no. <laughs> oh, fuck. And she just goes, that's the coolest shirt I've ever seen. Where did you get that from? And I was like, oh, this lady's down as fuck. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's like things, you know, you don't think about. Like, you know, so, sometimes I'll wear one of those shirts and I'll be like, damn, you know. <laughs> it did come from a good place and it, and it was it's like when keeping your real goes wrong you know like yeah. that's really how i felt and that's really how i still feel you know and like still at fuck parkinson's you know like I, that disease you know uh i deal with it every fucking day helping my friends out you know but um if i could really go back and like i don't know i mean the shirt's censored you know it's you're it's, fine I, it's no different than anything else it's just yeah you know I feel you like sometimes I'll be like, you know, like I wouldn't wear that shirt to church or something, you know, like I just, you know, and sometimes I'll be like, uh, see kids run around. Like I, I, I feel bad if a kid has to ask his parents what that means, you know, like, yep. yeah, but look, you know, they got to find out somewhere. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if a kid is just being told uh, what cancer or Parkinson's or anything that impairs an individual or causes a, a difference. I'm pretty sure they would say fuck in response to it, and a parent wouldn't go, hey, don't you say that. They were like, yeah, you're right. I've raised you right, kid. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, it's it's a scary disease, dude, you know. But I've seen this happen, though. I've seen the boxing with uh, folks who do have Parkinson's, specifically with this kind of training, and I remember, you know, like uh, on my side, my grandmother had Parkinson's, so I know the, what it looks like. I've seen it before. And the thought of her doing boxing to me at first was like, I don't know. I can't. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you can't see it until you see it. 
But once you yeah. do see it, it's phenomenal. These people had better right hooks than I'll ever have, dude. <laughs> don't 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 sell yourself short. I think you'd be good at it if you picked it up. But um, yeah, man, you know uh, the way I got into it was uh, title boxing, Newberry Park. You know they have they had a Parkinson's program, and their head instructor went went off to start his own program somewhere else, and. They're like, Thor, you know, you teach a really technical class and you have seen that patients, you know, would you like to teach uh, people with Parkinson's? And I'm like, no, you know, I really don't, you know, like, because I mean, one, I'm scared, you know, that like someone's going to get hurt. And I'm like, it didn't even make sense to me, like boxing. Oh, what are you talking about? You know, and then it's just come, come and just substitute a class, man. Like, you know, just teach the class you normally teach. But just, you know, like little like little things that we're just going to ask you not to, like, let the people go on the floor and do crunches on the ground and stuff and no jumping, no burpees. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, you know, I'll try it. I'll give it a chance. And, you know, when I did it, I just I, I felt it. I understood. I'm like, OK, you know. And then, you know, as I start teaching it, like you see people that come in, they're really closed off. You know, because Parkinson's kind of it, it makes you kind of shrivel up a little bit, like like tighten up. And then, you know, you start extending your arms out there yep. and you start moving. And then I just see these people come to life, you know, and get big and large, you know. And, and it just felt so good, man. I'm like, damn, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know. I kind of figured that out. And, uh, <coughs> wow. Yeah, it was cool. You know, then I started my own program and, and that's been going pretty good. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, good on you, man. I, I'm so happy to hear you finding it in a completely different way to channel what you're doing because you've been teaching people forever and you've been in the room and, and helping people with MMA and with striking jujitsu. Like you're always training, but to have something like this, that is uh, using a gift of yours to give back, I think is remarkable. And the fact that you even found something like this is, is dope, dude. You know, the fact that I found something like this is, is dope, you know, um, that, that's, that's the thing I just, I, I, praise be to the universe, man, you know, like I just, uh, found this, you know, and it's something so unlikely, you know, like I was in, I went all the way to Indianapolis and, you know, I actually went to the first Parkinson's program that they have over there where everything sprang from and I got taught from the people that started the thing and, um, you know, it's, it's amazing, man, like, uh, you know, fitness is good for anybody. I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I don't care what you have. If you can figure out a way to get yourself moving and, and, uh, but this actually helps. You know, the yeah. uh, the to exercise like it really gets those synapses firing for them, and it, it's pretty amazing, man. Like you know, like I, I never thought that this that this you know could benefit anybody except myself. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm over the moon with it i'm really happy well i just uh i also personally love the release of you know the people always say you get that little bit of physical activity out there it's good but there is something to be said about if you're punching or doing jujitsu and you get that release of like just letting it out and to have those individuals be able to let it out as well is like yeah dude that's pretty dope not only is it the mental firing up those synapses but it's also like to borrow an expression just fuck parkinson's dog i'm gonna hit this bag yeah exactly you know it's uh it's i don't want you know that there's other programs out there that you know they have people that are very clinical you know and, and it's not very popular amongst people with parkinson's disease this is more like you know i'm just gonna go and 
do a cardio kickboxing boxing class with my friends, you know? So, yeah, you just kind of keep your mind off of all this nonsense that's going on in your life because, you know. Well, I always, uh, I always appreciate this as well that, you know, a lot of these things, people talk about having a good sense of fight in you. You know, they always say they're fighting cancer, they're fighting this, they're fighting that. And so it's always cool because I don't know that these people know how much they inspire the people who actually fight professionally. So I've known of a ton of people who have interacted with this or have done something similar to this in their own individual fields and have like come back and just been like, yo, I saw these people do this and I fight for a living and it, yeah. it changes something in your, your system. Well, I tell them every day that they inspire me, man, you know, and they really do. It's just, uh, you know, like the first world problems, you know, yeah. uh, I'm sore, like, you know, my back. <laughs> My back, my back hurts today, you know, and I, some of my guys, are, you know, are struggling to walk or, you know, with, without having balance issues and, you know, kind of look at me like, oh, poor you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, right. And this guy's still out. He's still training. He's still still putting in the work, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, and even though everything's telling him not to, you know, he's out there working and yeah. what excuses do I really have not to be my best self, you know? Yeah. Well, tell me about this. Since the time we originally chatted, uh, you know, you came on Verbal Tap years ago. We did a nice sit down over here at my place. But you started hosting a show. Yeah. And I'm curious to figure out what it is that you have learned most by being a host. Oh, there's a lot, man. Um, Consistency is of main uh, main one, you know, you got to be consistent and put out the, uh, got to be organized and consistent. Um, you know, if you really want to go for it, we're taking a little hiatus right now, but uh, consistent, organized, and uh, kind of map out what you want to talk about before you go on there. Because a lot of times, like the, especially the first couple episodes, they're just like fucking rambling, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And you know, I have like a, and um, just because. You know, you get the, let your guests talk. I mean, you know, it shows. For me, like I'd be like too, too opinionated. I felt like a couple times where I was like, I'm like, you know, it's it's not a debate. Like I want to listen to what the guy has to say. You know, I don't be like debating people about shit. I, mean, I shouldn't do that. Just let the guy talk. You know, you're hosting. You know, here's the thing I always try to tell folks is. Have an inherent curiosity to what your person is talking about. Mm. You don't have to necessarily agree with everything, but be curious. Like, actually take an interest in what they're talking about. You know, you brought them on for a reason. Mm. So, you know, they're they're going to lead you in unexpected places if you learn how to prepare and then let it go. So, you know, before I do any interview, I come in with about 10 questions and I'm like, I have to ask these questions. And then by the time I reach air, I go, you know what? I don't have to. Yeah. I know exactly where I want to go. I'm prepared enough to keep them on for as long as I want to keep them on. But you will be surprised that the more that you genuinely have that curiosity and that you pull the best out of them, that you get a much more real version of something uh, consistently. But when you told me you were doing it, I was very excited because, I mean, uh, you know, you're kind of a character. So you doing that fulfills a different kind of show than, say, I would do or that I see somebody doing. And 
as much as you're kind of different character, you, you've got a good sense of being tongue-in-cheek. So you have an ability to kind of, you know, be silly and enjoy yourself. You don't take yourself so seriously. No, no. No, I, I don't. And, you know, so, I mean, back back to what we were saying about the things I learned, you know. So, like, I've had guests on or like, amazing and people that, you know, I can't really relate with, though. You know, like, like I can't. I mean, I can relate with anybody, but it's, like, people that are not in my same field or something. I kind of ask some questions. That would be great. But like the, the like, like the episodes, like I have like one episode we couldn't even air where I just had, I'm not going to say who it was, but I had like two of my, my homeboys and we literally just argued. Like we just <laughs> argued, you know? And it wasn't like I was waiting to like, it got to the point where I wasn't even like just asking questions. Like a topic would come up and I would just wait for my chance to like, well, this is what I think about that, you know? Yeah. And I'm, that's you know trial by fire the first couple episodes you know one episode that we'll never see the light of air and um <laughs> but <laughs> uh, recently we did a uh, an actual live episode which was pretty cool um i had uh my boy marcos um uh david roberts who's a local fighter uh my right hand man kenny and um brie brie stickman was on there and we did a, a live episode where we played like oh Blake Troop shout out to Blake Troop was on there, uh, Blake Troop was there and we did like a, uh, my boy owns this uh, little restaurant at the at the golf course and uh, we had uh, Nikki Hartz and um, Lee Raven these uh, two very well known adult film store uh, stars they basically just kicked the shit out of us and that was <laughs> that was my live show. You know, we did this live show for Oktoberfest, and that, that was pretty cool. Like, the, the, the cool thing about doing that uh, Thor Skanky show is that, you know, I have an opportunity to, like, kind of do some fun stuff. You know, like, when I did the Metathorist thing, yeah. um, you know, a few years ago, I want to do another one of those. So, you know, I, I like I like having the, the venue or the uh, the ability to, to kind of – it's fun to me, you know. And yeah. if I can entertain people in the process of doing it you know, more power, you know, I, I, I love entertaining people. I love, you know, people getting a good laugh at my expense is fine when they came out and started tasering me and beating me with a whip. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, I'm not really into that kind of thing, but people didn't like it and it was fun, you know? So yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this much. Most people, uh, when I put up a video, we came up with this concept where, uh, people pick a card and because I'm known for being uh, a defensive grappler, that they give it to a black belt or somebody, whoever the guest is, and they get to submit me with just that one submission. And uh -huh. we kind of bet to see if they can get it or not uh, within a certain amount of time. People were very interested to be like, I want to see how that goes. And I was yeah. like, you're only showing up because you know it can cause harm to the host. And they're like, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. And I go, I'm not, but okay. Um, you know, it's funny. I mean, people... As a host, I think it's always important to uh, be honest, give your actual responses. People will, will eat it out if they don't feel it's authentic. Mm -hmm. But then remember, this is supposed to always be fun. And so if the people like those segments, do those segments, you know, and, and get out there and, and meet and do the things that uh, you probably wouldn't even do. Because half the time I'm like, why would I do this? I don't have to do any of this. And then I just see, I'm like, you know what? It's kind of funny. And I, I enjoy being that person. So why not? Yeah, it's like, you know, absolutely. I'm, I'm you know, 
I'd be a liar if I didn't say like Joe Rogan is like a huge, yeah. uh, come on, you know, yeah. he's a huge influence, you know, but I got to say like this, there's Joe Rogan episodes I like, and there's Joe Rogan episodes I don't like. The Joe Rogan episodes I like is when he has like a very interesting guest on and I can like kind of learn from them, you know, yeah. like break down stuff that they did and that works in their life and that. The episodes I hate is when he has his comedian buddies come on and they just have like inside jokes. Remember that one time at the comedy store? Like, oh, no, I wasn't there. You know, I'm just yeah, like yeah. A, a fly on the wall listening to these cool guys have a conversation. You know, I hate those ones. And um, so, like, you know, I, I realized I'm like, damn, I'm kind of doing the same thing. When I just have my boys on and we just talk like who just wants to listen to a couple of dudes just talk about shit that's interesting to them, you know? You'd be uh, surprised. Like, I always, yeah, I always yeah, feel like, right? Yeah. I always yeah. feel though that there's this, which is, you know, I think the best commentators make you feel like you're watching with them at your gym or at your home. So there is a sense of, oh yeah, this feels very home and familiar to me. So whenever you do have that, that you can replicate it, it's like if you're having a guest on. And you're arguing like you would best friends. There's nothing wrong with that per se. Um, can it get a little too cronyism? Yeah, sometimes. Because every once in a while, you're, you're dropping in one-liners that you're like, and then we did the, th you know, with the thing. <laughs> we went down the street. <laughs> it doesn't really work for an audience. Yeah, it gets it gets frustrating. It's, you know, I mean, look, yeah, some people might like it, but, I, you know, I don't want to listen to it something that i it's it just seems like a waste of time sure, <laughs> it's sure. like for the listener i'm like did he learn anything did, did you know what was you know unless they just think we're hilarious you know you never know sometimes uh, sometimes it's good to just let go and let that happen uh mike yeah. burgett put uh brie versus raf uh brie would probably smoke me uh brie and i train very often and you just say probably <laughs> hey, wait, let me first of all shut up Second of all, uh, no, Bree and I train all the time. And you know what? Bree is a gamer, dude. Like, Bree is a badass. She just got her brown belt. Well-deserved. Um, you know, she's she's amazing. Um, I think the fun part about watching Bree that I think that you were bringing to it and the thing that really makes her uh, hilarious and amazing is that when you're putting together Metathoris, it's... An absurd thing, but you basically tell Bree, like, yo, I'm going to find you a guy who hasn't really trained, but he's just strong. And Bree's response, I guarantee you, without even knowing and being privy to your conversation, is definitely, yeah, dude, let's, like, do that. Let's, like, do – yeah, totally. I'm down. What? Yeah, let's do it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I, you know, the, the thing that trips me out and, like, I think, you know, the legendary thing about Bree – and I still, you know, we're still waiting for part two of her to rematch the dude. Is that she had a 300 pound guy, right? <laughs> and she fucking won the coin toss. It wasn't like she lost the coin toss. I mean, yeah. The rules of Metamoris are pretty, Metathoris are pretty, <laughs> yeah, Metathoris are pretty uh, simple. You know, you flip a coin, um, the person who wins the coin toss decides whether to start on the bottom or on the top. Guard. She decided to pull guard on this. 300 pound Samoan guy <laughs> who played football, you know? And, um, you know, she didn't get submitted. He didn't get submitted. Went to a draw. But, I mean, come on. That was that was crazy, you know? Like, all she had to do was decide to be on top. And, you know, 
I doubt that he could have got out from under her, you know? She's just pretty awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, um, she's a different animal, for sure. If you ever uh, want to see me and Brie train, all you have to do is just come to LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. You'll see it there plenty of times. And uh, I, I have uh, nothing but love for Brie. She's an amazing person. So that's, uh, yeah, that's not like it's anything special uh, that you would ever see as anything that I would rob you from seeing. Because I'll tell you this much. I like watching her compete because no matter how busted up she is or no matter how many fires she's putting out, or how many things that she's serving as a medic, she's still down to go train and roll. Absolutely. So here was the note I was going to give you about the show and, and doing your stuff. I think, take it or leave it, as soon as you finish with your fight, take a day, take two days, I think you need to come back for your hiatus, at least for one show. Yeah, well... After. We're planning on doing that, but we're gonna go um, video. Okay. No, so we're gonna do we're gonna do the, the we're just doing the audio thing on iTunes and uh, Google Play. But um, we want to do the uh, the whole setup for YouTube, and um, that's kind of what we took a hiatus for was to figure that out and get like a little green screen behind us and like really go like a little like take the production value up a little bit. So yeah, I got my producer, uh, Red Fox Audio, and we're we're gonna we're gonna come back 2019 with a vengeance. Um, definitely use this fight as a Kickstarter for it. But um, yeah, I mean, like it was just, you know, I mean, pe- the people want to see, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, it, you know what it is? It's something hey. that I would put on on YouTube, and I'd just have it go on in the background. It's not like I need to sit there and go, God, his hair. No, bro, we're going to do some shit, man. I'm telling you, dude. Oh, so we're going to do stuff, dude. There's going to be some stuff you want to see, dude. It's not going to be a bunch of guys just sitting in a chair. I, I can't even tell you what we're... Stuff... You know, I, I've been arrested on my uh, Thor Skanky Live before. It's true. It's a true story. You know, the police showed up before. Um, they didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> they are sir, why are you bleeding, though? I'm like... <laughs> I didn't have an answer for that question, you know? Will you, um, will you still be in a suit, though? Are you going to change? Because... Again, I brought up Conan O'Brien earlier. He's changing his whole format. There's no desk anymore. He's gone from one hour to thirty minutes. Uh, there's no desk, and he's not wearing a suit anymore. Are you are you changing your format? Or are you not going to wear a suit anymore? Where are you at, Thor? Well, we got the Thor mat, and uh, you know, it's a good question. I, you know, I, wherever uh, you know, it's going to be like a snowflake. Every episode's going to be different and special. Oh wow! <laughs> you know, and we'll figure it out we'll figure it out but um yeah i you know i want to do something um you know we might start one place and go a whole other different different route you know see what works well i look forward to seeing the retooled version of that but uh one of the reasons why i think that's so important is you know if this journey was so good for you to come out of retirement to do i think there are a host of people who are going to come support you and i know for sure they're going to want to hear what the experience was like because here's the thing there are certain questions, and you didn't give me any anything to say, this is off limits, don't talk about this. But there are certain things that fighters don't talk about until after the fight happens. And oh, yeah. I think that's always the great story to have. And as much as I would love to drag you on and interview you, I still feel it for your own show. You put that on out there. I feel people are going to want to hear it. 
And even if it means you take another month or two off to get your retooled show uh, fueled up back again, you will never have that authenticity in your voice from when it happened right after. So yeah, at least those first two days or so, that, that's where the money is going to be. I'm going to try to strike while the iron's hot. I might just go live on Facebook. Who knows? You know. Hey, you know what, dude? I wouldn't be surprised if people respond to that because, uh, you know, you're going to be at a fucking – you're going to fight at the forum, dude, and not a ton of people will ever be able to say that in their lives. So that's a spectacular thing. That's a very historic L.A. Uh, prominent fixture. Uh, many a championship has been won in there. Many a fight has happened there. I've seen Joe Schilling win titles there. I've seen fucking – they just had Tito Ortiz and fucking Chuck Liddell happen. The most yeah. notorious fight of all time. Yeah. I just watched, last year. I watched uh, Chocolatito, uh, Roman Roman Chocolatito fight over there. Gennady Golovkin fought there. I mean, like, there's, um, man, most of uh, John Manuel Marquez's fights have been there. You know, like, yep. come, JJM's, you know, one of my fair boxers. So yeah, no, it's 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 an honor to fight there. And there's there's no way I would I, I would turn that opportunity down. You know, if I. Oh felt like I could possibly do it. I'm going to do it. I'm glad to hear that. Let's go ahead and start tying this all up. Who are the sponsors you need to shout out, sir, who are helping you oh, make this happen? Good fucking question, dude. Uh, all right. Bear with me for a second. Um, I want to shout out to uh, Danny Umena, um, Umana. Uh, God damn. Uh, uh, real estate. Real estate agent. Uh, Danny, the homie. Thank you for hooking me up. Um, mm, God damn it. Uh Valley, Valley, Valley Streetwear, Valley Streetwear. Uh, thank you very much. Um, God damn it! I wish I had that list in front of me right now. You can tell that you've been retired for a while because the sponsorship part is coming a little slower than it used to. Where it's like, yeah. I want to thank all my sponsors: Hyperfly, uh, Detsusara. Oh, uh. I, got, I got a couple new ones. That's why you know, like yeah. that, that. Oh, uh, Law Office of Sergio Siderman. Thank you very much. I don't know if you guys uh, know about Sergio, but um, back in the uh, few, maybe a year ago, it was big news. Some douchebag in uh, in, in uh, Silver Lake um, kicked over this this guy's elote's cart. You guys remember that story? The elote guy got his cart kicked over. I remember that. You remember that? Yeah. Okay. Well, my boy Sergio Siderman is the guy that represented that guy for gratis, nothing. So Sergio Siderman, you know, if you have any problems, uh, hit up my boy Serge. He's uh, immigration law. Number one, number one guy too. Um, Sergio Siderman, uh, fuck, uh, ten Braves, always, always ten Braves. Uh, you get to um, everybody at Kaiju, Gabe Rudiger helping me out. Um, I don't want to forget somebody. God damn it. Uh, Shredded Ink, Shredded Ink, um, uh, Sakura Tattoo Company, uh, Blackfly Electric, uh, uh, original le electric tattoo. And there's other people out there. Defila, I love making the shorts. Nice. The best. Defila, you uh, want to wear with the champs wear, like for real, WWF, WWE, UFC, well, not UFC, but like uh, UFC only wears three box shit now, but like uh, everybody, dude. Like Invicta, she makes everybody stuff. Yeah, literally seen everywhere, dude. Well, let's do this. If you guys are looking to follow Thor, you can do so on Instagram 
at Thor818. You definitely want to follow him. And if you have not gotten tickets, support this man. Support that dog. Let's look at this dog for a second. If you're listening to this audio version, that's your fault. You need to watch the video version to see how adorable this, jeez, this little puppy. Ugh. Yeah, if you guys don't buy some tickets, I'm going to put this fucker down. So I, I don't that. think you can say that. I don't I don't think that's going to work as well. But uh, the fight is coming up. January 26th at the Forum. Thor Skanky is returning back. You guys want to support him. I know that for sure. Um, I will tell you this now. I unfortunately will not be there this go-round. But if... Why not? Do you really want to know? <sighs> Why not? I'm going to the Royal Rumble in Arizona. Oh, okay. All right. At least it's not something lame like, you know, you got a proctology. No, no. Like, yeah, I schedule all my proctology exams during fight weekends. I'm like, excuse me, doc. Really want to get out of going to support my friends because. Well, that's, uh, okay. Hey, you know what? Royal Rumble, dude. You know, if I wasn't fighting, I'd probably go there too. <clears throat> well, keep in mind, originally, uh, they were going to have both the UFC and. Bellator were happening on the same weekend. Yeah. And then I found out Lovato was going to be on this card first before you. I knew <clears throat> Fedor, but I don't know Fedor. Not like you will. But uh, I know Lovato, and I was like, dope. When's Lovato fighting? Oh, shit. I have tickets to go to the fucking Royal Rumble to yeah. see my friends I haven't seen in 10 years. And uh, then I started seeing left and right, like, JJ, you, a couple of our other friends are on this card. I'm just like, fuck. So. Yeah, good, man. Royal Rumble, bro. It's that. And you know what? I know for sure we're going to have something even better because WWE BJJ Week comes up very soon and you've always been a great contributor to that. So maybe we'll get something out of you coming up very soon for that as well. Absolutely, sir. All right. Thank you so much, man. And uh, I got to have you on my show one day, you know. Anytime, my man. All right. Thanks a lot for having me on, man. And uh, training. All right. I'll catch you a little bit later, Thorpe. Yes, sir. Peace. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to a very special episode today. We will have an episode tomorrow. I know, we're fucking crushing it. Tomorrow, we are going to have an episode a little bit earlier in the morning. I want to go ahead and make sure that you guys know that Leah McCourt is going to be on our show. I believe we're going to be doing it at some time around like, like 10.30 in the morning, best coast time. Can't promise you yes or no. I want to thank Thor Skanky for taking the time out to talk with us today. It just so happened that he had some time, I had some time, you had some time, and uh, we appreciate you supporting us. If you are not supporting us, do us a solid right now. Go on your Instagram, follow us at Grappling Hour. Go on your YouTube, follow us at Grappling Hour. Go on your Twitter, follow us at Grappling Hour. And right now, if you haven't done so already, go follow us on the Facebook. All of that love supports us, supports the fighters, and always, always is appreciated. That's going to do it for us today. I thank you guys for joining in. I'll catch you next time. It's been a great day for grappling. We'll see you on the next one.